Hi, this is Danielle from The Jealous Curator, and this is episode 130 of Art for Your Ear. This episode is supported by Saatchi Art, the world's largest curated online gallery offering original art by independent artists from around the world. Pop over to saatchiart.com to see their talented roster of artists. So today we are calling Sweden. I wrote about this absolutely amazing artist illustrator years ago, as in 2010 kind of years ago. Stina Persson, pronounced Pachon, I found out, creates the most stunning work for clients all over the world, from Vogue Japan to Bloomingdale's and zillions in between. The one thing that I'm not sure about, though, even though I spent quite a bit of time lurking around on her site and Instagram feed, is whether or not she shows her personal work. I also want to know if Swedish people actually shop at Ikea. Okay, let's find out. Calling Stina in Stockholm. Hi, Stina. Hello. It has been, we have known of each other for a very long time. Yes, indeed. <laughs> I looked up when I looked up when I wrote about you for the first time. It was ages ago, like 2010 or something. Oh, really? That yeah. long? Yes. And we're just getting younger, right? That's right. Younger and more beautiful day by day. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah, we were just mere children when I wrote about you last. Um, and so it's so exciting to have you. And you've done so much stuff, but I don't, I, I've got lots of questions because I know you do lots of amazing client work. I want to know, do you do personal work, blah, 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 but we have to start at the very beginning. So, um, you have been born and raised in Sweden, right? Sure. Yeah. I yeah. was born in a kind of tiny university city in the Southern part of Sweden. Mm-hmm where everyone is an academic, my parents and my older siblings and yeah. <laughs> and you were the little, were you a little artist from the get-go? Yeah, I think I was, but I never really realized because my two very close friends, they were, I, me, we were drawing constantly uh, and two of us are illustrators and the other one is a fashion designer. Oh. So I just think I didn't really realize that it was anything special because we just wanted to do that all the time just like create stuff right so it wasn't like you were the one friend doing it like no no no. you were all yeah yeah three of us that's so funny and that's amazing that that you've all gone on to do these things yeah it's and yeah and so were your parents professors is that why you were there yeah they're they're professors in both in sociology Uh uh-huh oh my goodness and so um what did what did they think of you drawing all the time? It's five of us, and I think they always really appreciated and just thought it was really curious to see that we did really different things. Like, my brother is a historian. I'm, like, the illustrator artist, and my sister is a sociologist, and I have a music producer brother, <laughs> and uh, one is a diplomat. Oh my! So goodness. we're all really uh, varied. Yeah. Oh my gosh, that's that's the same with my brother and sister. My brother's a landscape designer. My sister's a lawyer, and yeah. I am whatever I am. And when my husband met my brother and sister, he was like, "I can't believe you're related." Yeah, like, that's kind of us. <laughs> yeah, that's so cool. And so um, through high school and stuff, you kept being the artsy one. Did you plan on being an illustrator? Was that your dream? No, or? I didn't plan. It didn't seem like you could be. And it was, I didn't even know it existed. And right. I think when I was in high school, like 14, 15, then I stopped drawing and I went more into 
uh, ceramics and doing sculptures and stuff like that ah. uh, because that felt a little bit more grown up. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then I moved to uh, Japan with my boyfriend at the time wow. uh, and I just fell in love with the ink and the white with the black on top and just like that this aesthetics mm-hmm. of in Japan I really just love that and um, my boyfriend fell in love with a Japanese woman <laughs> so, <laughs> <yeah>. <laughs> oh, I fell in love with the Japanese aesthetics and he with a Japanese woman so I can uh, after a year I moved I moved back to Sweden really heartbroken and I just realized like I can't stay here and I moved to Italy oh my god yeah. so where where in Italy did you go were you traveling? Uh, I went, no, I went to art school uh, with uh, with a friend of mine, the one who became a fashion designer. Yeah. And I studied just like academic art. In Rome or where were you guys? Uh, I was in Peru. Uh, we were in Perugia in oh. Umbria uh, for one year. And then I thought like, you know, fashion is really cool. I should do fashion. And I went to uh, Polimoda, which is a fashion school in Florence Mm -hmm. and I just hated every minute of it like fashion like I'm not precise enough I can't really you like sewing is not my thing yeah yeah Uh, uh, and but I had an art teacher there and he said I really think you should go to New York you know you would really love to become an illustrator and go to New York so that after a year at the fashion school I went to New York Wow. Oh, my God. Were you super excited, terrified, a combo? Uh, I think I was super excited, mostly. Yeah. Uh, I went to Pratt Institute oh in, in New York, and I just really, really loved it. And I think I, I loved that it was so serious, because in Italy, it was all the like the teacher, they were smoking, and then maybe they didn't show up. Yeah. And, uh, and I really loved how how organized everything was in in the school in the U.S. So, <laughs> That's the Swedish uh, but, in you. Yeah, maybe. <laughs> yeah. No, I've heard uh, that about I, Italy, actually. I, I was in Venice last summer, and two of the girls in my program were doing their master's in Rome. They were Americans doing their master's in Rome, and they were just like, oh, yeah, papers will be due, and then they're not really due, and then sometimes the teacher comes, sometimes he doesn't. And <laughs> yeah, and I think especially if you're a foreigner, I mean, there are so many schools and so many courses and they kind of take advantage of you a little bit, you know, it's like, but I learned Italian, and I, I learned, I mean, I, I still go back twice a year, and yeah. uh it was it was good, but in a different way. And I yeah. think it was just such a super compliment to go to New York after that, to have that really, like, you know, drawing David actually when you're in Florence and, and doing the anatomy. and But then going to, to New York, it was just a perfect mix. Yeah, that sounds amazing. And so how long were you at Pratt? I was there for two years. Okay. And uh, then I worked in a restaurant. Because <laughs> that's what you but, do. Yeah, my parents was like, "Oh, that was a very expensive school." Now she works in a restaurant, <laughs> and I did that for a while. I think I was kind of scared to start. Yeah. Uh, 
And by start, uh, do you mean like take your portfolio around? Yeah. Yeah. Because all my teachers, they had been saying, you know, it's like so hard, it's almost impossible. And I know it's not very smart maybe to do that, but they were all a bit jaded, yeah. I think. Yeah. Um, and then 9 what, 11. And what, what, oh, I was going to say, what year was this? Yeah. So 9 11, like happened and I think everyone in New York kind of just you know people got married or you know yeah. moved away or had kids or just changed something and for me it was like I'm going to quit this restaurant that was also I mean right around it was closed because it was too close to uh, World Trade Center mm. and it was just like time to do what I am here to do and then a week later I had my agent and I'm oh. with her wow Oh my gosh. And so did you just, did you walk in kind of thing? Like, yeah, call yeah. them and then, yeah. you know, I want to see you. And, and we hit off from the very beginning. She's Japanese. So that was just also, it just felt right. Yeah. Yeah. And so did you start getting work right away? Yeah. Pretty soon I landed my first job, like a big job that, and it was $20,000. And I thought, you know, maybe I don't have to work ever again I mean that was it's such a crazy amount of money yeah that I thought no one could make as much as I did you know I felt like Trump or something <laughs> you're like okay first things first let's get a penthouse yeah exactly that's how I felt you know yeah. no more broccoli I'm gonna beep. <laughs> and uh, and so were you like were you living with roommates or how what was your life like at that time uh, at that time I had like when I was living in Florence I met this Swedish guy uh, that a couple of years later and could it be like four years five years later he moved to uh, to New York and that's my husband uh, uh-huh. that's where I thought maybe that was going yeah. Okay. Uh, and so, so were you we together? Yeah. Uh, in uh, Queens, in mm-hmm. New York. No one lives in Queens for nine years except me. Uh, and. Uh, but you had a penthouse there, right? Yeah, the penthouse. Yeah, your twenty thousand no, dollar penthouse in Queens. <laughs> I was living with this Chinese, like a, a Chinese family. It was a like a like a, a house, and they were on the top floor, and we were in the middle in the basement. They had their parents. Oh my gosh. For That's nine it. years. For nine years, yeah. Wow. And so um, when you got your big giant money for $20,000, um, <laughs> did you, like, did, was there a lull after that or did it just kind of keep snowballing? No, I think it just kept, you know, it, I maybe I was just lucky or maybe I was very ready to just really pursue this because yeah. everything went really uh yeah kind of snowballing yeah well you have I mean you have a stunning style and it's very bold and I mean it's so funny that you said you know fashion was not for you in the traditional sense but it's like your illustrations are completely fashion mixed with art you know yeah I'm getting a lot of that Uh, especially I'm getting a lot of clients that have maybe uh they want to have a more feminine yeah look like mm-hmm. even if they do something very technical like Microsoft or Volvo or something, they want to appeal to their 
more, I mean, maybe the female clients yeah. or just... Yeah, I can see that. Yeah, and your beautiful brushwork and all that. So, um, okay, so money is rolling. You're still living in Queens. Um, And so did you... Not rolling that much, but... No, but, you know... That's right. In the restaurant. (laughs) Yeah, Yeah. that's right. And so um, what... Because you you obviously left New York because you're not there now. So were you just freelancing that whole time? And then what happened to make you move? Got pregnant. Aha. That's when the Swedes moved back to Sweden. <laughs> yes, I could see that. Um, so you moved back when you were pregnant? Yeah. Yeah. And did you have a boy or a girl? I have three boys now. Oh, you do? I was I was sort of scouring your Instagram to see if there was children anywhere in there because I was trying to piece together if you if you had kids or not. <laughs> No, I've promised them no kids. Yeah, no kids yeah. on Instagram. Yeah, <laughs> three boys. Oh my gosh! And uh, so, was your family happy to have you back? Yeah, but they're in the south, and I'm in Stockholm. But of course, yeah, they're it, happy. Close-ish it, compared to New York, I guess. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and then so, what, did you have to then get? I guess you could keep your New York agent. Yeah, I kept my New York agent. Yeah. I got myself a Swedish agent, yeah. and I have one in Japan. And uh, later in in the UK. Wow. Oh my gosh. So do you are you just constantly busy now then? Yeah. <laughs> I'm, I'm I'm constantly busy. Or if I have a like a, a pause, then I, I'm so busy with other stuff then my accountant calls me. It's like where are all the receipts? Yeah. You know. <laughs> okay, well see it's, now this is what I want to know because I know you're super busy client wise. Um, but what about, like, personal projects? Yeah, I, I try to do more and more of those because it really, like, last year I had a lot of shows. Yeah. Uh, and Because that's when I create new work that also will appeal to a new, new type of clients. Yeah. Uh, because with clients, maybe, like, I always want to do my best but maybe they're not always in for a surprise or a new style or <laughs> right. like a shock. Yeah, because they very often hire you going, we like that thing that you did over there. Can you do that for us? Yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah, yeah which is so nice like, to do oh, your... you've never seen this. Yeah, like, surprise! Surprise! <laughs> <laughs> um, and then so how did you start, when did you first start showing your work, your personal work? Was that in New York too? Yeah, that was in New York. Uh, my agent, they used to have a gallery, like uh-huh. belonging to their office, kind of. Mm-hmm. Uh, they don't have any more that anymore, unfortunately. But so th- I had a few shows there, and uh, I had a few shows while working in the restaurant too, because I did large scale paintings that I showed in like restaurants. And, yeah. Uh-huh. Are they on paper or canvas? The ones way back, they yeah. were on campus. Now I, I do paper. Okay, I have a technical question for you. I keep talking about this on the podcast. I'm sure I'm driving everyone crazy, but this is for my own work. Do you still do... Your work is still big, right? Uh, what do you consider well, big? <laughs> I consider like 22 by 30 inches. Yeah. No, I never do anything really tiny. Yeah. Like, yeah, no, I can't. I but, wish, but it would be cheaper and it would be so much easier if I didn't have to scan everything like yeah. four times to kind of fit them together. 
but uh, I work kind of big. Yeah. yeah, your brush strokes are so big and juicy, you can't really contain them to little pieces. But does does your paper ever buckle? Because your your washes and stuff look so wet. Yeah, it always buckles. Oh, yeah. and are you just cool with that? Uh, You've just embraced before it? Before, I always tried to kind of clean it up to have, uh, to make it really clean. Yeah. But lately, I feel that both me and clients want that kind of paper feel. Mm. Uh, so I leave more of the sh- like the shadows and because when you scan a buckley paper, then you have shadows. And, right. But I kind of like that. It depends upon where it's going to go. If it's going to be uh, packaging, yeah, maybe then it shouldn't. It doesn't work. But if it's for a magazine, I think it can be beautiful. Okay. Okay. I like that. I've been obsessing about my paper buckling, and um, I, I should probably just chill out a tiny bit. But <laughs> I, I, whenever I talk to anybody that works on larger paper with like wet materials, I'm like, "How do you do it? What paper do you use?" Okay, I'm just gonna chill out then. Um, okay, so uh, what do you think, like split wise, like your time is it fifty fifty client personal, or is it you know way more client, or I guess maybe is it, does it ebb and flow depending how busy you are yeah it it does ebb and flow but i would say uh, maybe 70 clients 30 personal Mm -hmm. maybe Mm -hmm. but also with instagram i think i try to do something personal almost every day so Mm. it's changing i think yeah yeah instagram has changed stuff a lot yeah it is and it's nice to have a place to put those little daily things Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. um how old are your kids now? 14, 12, and 10. Oh, so see, that's what I'm trying to figure out is how you're doing all this client work and personal work and something on Instagram every day and have three boys. I live in Sweden. You know, it's like a good place to live and have kids. And uh, I mean, now they're older. Yeah. I mean, it was more a struggle in, in, in the beginning. But also, it's like I've always... I'm a feminist at heart, and I really think you, you make children together, and yeah. uh, we've always split equal. Yeah, uh, for sure. And that's the key, right, is having a partner who... I was just saying this to my husband last night, that um, when Charlie was little and I would go off and do whatever I was doing, people, well, my friends would be like, oh, so is Greg babysitting? He's not babysitting, it's his kid. Yeah. <laughs> He's yeah. parenting. That's- yeah. Or people say, like, oh, you're so lucky. He helps you so much. I'm like, he's so lucky. Yeah. You know? <laughs> you're both lucky. Yeah, that's the thing. No, I know. And um, But, you know, I always like to bring up when artists do have children because, um, you know, I hear from a lot of people who say, oh, I've got all these kids. I just don't, I don't have time to be creative. And it's like, well, that's why I like to hold people like you up as an example. It's like you can either prioritize it or you don't, right? And, um, I mean, it does depend on your partner if you've got good support or not, but um, I kind of love that you've got all of this going and then three boys. Are any of your kids artsy? They won't listen, so we'll say no. <laughs> Fortunately, no, no. No. I mean, they build stuff. Yeah. More, like, they're not any longer that much, but they used to, like, a lot of Lego and do stuff with cardboards, but... I don't know. I don't see anything. Yeah. 
I know it's the same as, well, my son likes writing, but I, I tried to force the art thing on him when he was little. Maybe it was all the forcing. Maybe, yeah. <laughs> it worked out. I know. I was like, let's do crafts. And that only lasted for so long before he was like, no, thank you. Like, mm -hmm. Oh, is he? He is, he's going to be 12 this um, summer. So kind of in the mix of all of your boys. Yeah. Yep. Um, okay, so your client list is kooky long, and I, I wrote some of them down because you've got Vogue Japan, LUK, Nylon, Coca-Cola, Volvo, Godiva, Sony, Bloomingdale's. Like, are there, like, do you ever kind of pinch yourself that this is your life, or have you just been doing this for long enough that you're like, uh-huh, okay, no problem, Vogue? Uh, I, maybe when I see, you know, I see the subject, when, when you get the email and you see the subject, it's like, oh, possible job for Vogue. Yeah. And you're like, uh, and then it just becomes work, you know. Right. And I think I put as much effort and love and, and and energy into a tiny project for a friend, or if it's like this major campaign that's going to be in two hundred stores, yeah, globally. You know, it's like it's. I I don't treat them differently. Yeah, it's just your it's your art. Yeah, and I and you also you know that when it's that super big, juicy, amazing job, you also know that it's going to be a lot of sweat. Yeah, and so many changes. And, uh, <laughs> you just never know how easy it's going to be. So it's a little. You maybe have a little bit of a lump in your belly at times. Yeah. Uh, but uh, no, yeah. I should pinch myself a little bit more often. You should. You I'm should go and so fortunate. You should go read your client list a couple of times and be like, oh, my God, because <laughs> um, that's what I thought when I read it. I know I worked in advertising for years and I was the person hiring illustrators, you know, for jobs and um, being an artist sort of quietly without anybody knowing on the side. I just remember feeling so bad when we'd get an illustrator to do this like giant thing and then the client would be like, mm, can we change all of this to purple? And it's just like, oh my God. And you know that you have to call the illustrator and be like, um, if you change it to purple. Yeah. It's just like, and the, you know, the whole thing was orange to begin with. And it's like, what are we doing? Changing it to purple. Like, and I just always felt, I felt the lump in my stomach having to make that phone call. <laughs> so I totally get it from the other side of it. Mm -hmm. And, um, yeah, it can be, it can be tricky. And then you've got those dream jobs too. But I mean, that must be why it's nice to have your personal stuff kind of on the yeah, go. Definitely. And yeah. also I think that work maybe 10 years ago they demanded a ton of changes uh but i think with like lately the maybe the fees are a bit lower but the clients are also much more open to the they want to have like if they want an illustrator or an artist they they want an illustrator or an artist and they're much more open to the creative part and they don't mm. demand half as many changes nowadays which is oh, lovely that's nice yeah i've been kind of out yeah. of that game for a very long time that's very nice to hear phew <laughs> yeah no it's it's changing i i really feel it's it's not like it was maybe yeah maybe 10 years ago mm, yep, that's... maybe not the same money but i think this is much more lovely way to work yeah no kidding um well so I mean, and that is a nice way, you know, it is a nice, 
Well, it's a much nicer way to work, but then it is really good that you, you know, you do your Instagram a day thing and you've got your personal work going. And so do you, are you represented by a gallery or galleries then for your personal work? No. Oh, so do you want, want to hear me? <laughs> <laughs> I was going to say, do you, do you want to be? <laughs> oh, that would be lovely, but uh, no, not, but I, I'm showing in more alternative spaces, maybe like, you know, nicer bars or restaurants or uh, bookstores or sometimes, as I said, uh, agents have their spaces or hotels or right, yeah. something like that. I would Which love to is, see a big giant show of yours in a big white gallery. It would be amazing. You know what if I think? The big white gallery. <laughs> Pardon? If anyone with a big white gallery is listening, <laughs> they can contact me. They sometimes are. You know, and it's so weird when we do these because it's just you and me on a phone call. And then, but then there's people listening. It's like, who are you out there? Do you have a big white gallery? <laughs> but you know what I think? <laughs> call us. Um, you know what I think is funny though with illustrators slash artists is I often even make the assumption that you either already have a gallery or that you're so busy with commercial work that you're not interested in being in galleries. And I kind of wonder if gallery, the big white walled galleries don't call because they make that assumption too. You know what I mean? Oh yeah. I, I always really just... don't know. It just seems like a whole different, like I really know the illustration world. I know how it works and yeah. I understand it. But then when I see friends that are pure, real, fine artists, it's just seems like a whole different I mean a different universe yeah. which I really I, I don't know it and it it's frightens me slightly yeah. to be in that you know mm -hmm. but I, I also yeah. see that there is a demand like people really love to I mean the more performance art and, and that kind of art that is out there that I love but I think it can be hard for people to feel that they can buy it yeah or, yeah and, and I see that when I have a show that people really love buying original art yeah especially like yeah. I find that when larger scale and if like just maybe it's because our world I'm getting deep here but maybe it's just because the world is so digital and quick and everything right now that when you actually stand in front of a piece of work where you can see the brush strokes or the drips or the layers like there's something so I mean it almost for me it like kind of relaxes my face like it's just like oh that's like a real thing yeah Maybe I, I feel the same yeah well uh, well everything is so perfect you know you have so many prints that are so slick and and precise yeah um but I, I, I find that, a, you know, a Buckley paper or a collage where you see a bit of glue. I mean, I just, I want to see that. It's like, Yeah, me too. You know, I worked on the, on the computer for so, as a designer for so long. And I just remember thinking, like, when I was an art student, I always had printmaking ink under my nails that I could not get out and paint on my cuticles that there was no, I could not scrub it off, you know. And I really missed that. Yeah, I yeah. have that all the time. <laughs> yeah, that's great. And I finally have it again. I've started using yeah. paint again. And it's sometimes I don't wash it off right away. I'm like, I kind of like, it's like a badge of honor. And I kind of like it. And I think that might be a nice, I think that's what people like about seeing work like that in person is, or, you know, in the layers. It's just to let your brain slow down a little bit, take it all in, see something that isn't 
perfect, pixel perfect. Um, yeah, I keep, we need to get, we need to, a big giant show. Yeah, that's what we need. <laughs> yeah, okay, I'm on it because now I'm super excited. I'm already like, okay, we should probably finish this interview, but I'm already thinking like, who could I email? <laughs> okay, well, let's, let's get even, let's get even more um, putting it out to the universe. Where would you want that to happen? It, like, would you, would New York be the dream or Tokyo or like what, where? The problem with both New York and Tokyo is that everyone has, I mean, they live in such tiny apartments that are already so filled with stuff. True. Uh, that's how I kind of felt that, you know, they want to buy something really big, but then they can't really. Right. Because their, their bike is hanging on their wall or yeah, something. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> You know, everyone is not living in those like New York movie lofts. Some They're people not? actually have no. <laughs> but what if they made twenty thousand dollars? They don't. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> and they buy that instantly. Yeah, uh, that totally makes sense. I, uh, I just okay. I love any good collaboration. So if anyone that I connected with, they could be wherever you know. Yeah. And that's what I find kind of amazing that you know you can. It can sound tiny or unassuming, but then you meet this great person and, you know, it's, you just know it's going to be great. Yeah. You know, that's what I love about this podcast. I always feel like, I always feel nervous before I call because like you and I have never talked. And no. so I feel a little bit shy and nervous to call. And then you talk for an hour and it's suddenly like, oh, here's another really cool person on the other side of the planet but now there's a connection and who knows what that will turn into, exactly. you know? Yeah. yeah. And it's so, I find it like, it gives me chills and, um, you know, a lot of people slam, you know, well, Facebook right now is getting really slammed and rightly so, but I love all that stuff because I live in a tiny little town in Canada. My friends are spread all over the world. Now I'm meeting all of you guys. Um, like I think you're episode 129 so yes you know like (laughs) I've talked to all these people and um they're scattered all over the world and I love that I can hop on Instagram or Facebook or whatever and be connected like this web all over the world just to all of these amazing people and who knows what will happen if we use it wisely it's just amazing I think yeah wisely that's that's the key um, okay, so that is now officially out in the universe, and we will just wait to see what happens. Um, so I was poking around on your website, as I often do, and I came across all the little animations that you're doing. Mm-hmm. Are those for you, or are you doing them? Have you been doing that for clients? Uh, it started out like I work once a week with my brother because I just with with all the technical stuff that one needs to do nowadays uh i just don't have the time to do everything and yeah. we uh we work so nicely together uh and he just came over with the iphone and and filmed while i was doing something and he said i'm gonna put this on instagram i was like no you can't do that and i felt like i was like naked or something <laughs> uh and he did and it got really popular and I had never really valued my process. Because uh, like it's, it's just what you do. Yeah. yeah. And it's like no one has ever asked me, you know, to see the brush dipping into the water glass or uh, what it looks like when the paper is white and then comes the ink. Uh, no one has ever asked to see that. 
Yeah. Which, and even if I really like that, I've never valued it before. And then I started showing small pieces of when I'm working and it seemed that people really responded to that. Uh, yeah. It is so mesmerizing because I'm doing my research to put my questions together for you. I don't know how long I spent in that section. I was just like, it was like getting a head massage. I was just like, oh. Oh, that's nice. It was I so... Not to re- <laughs> think of it as a head massage. What a beautiful thing. Yeah, it was yeah. so relaxing. And I just was like, oh, I'm going to watch another one. And, um, you know, the way that you apply the ink and the way that, like, not everybody does that. Like, it's... I mean, if I tried to write, do, you know, do one of the lettering pieces or like the way that, you know, there's that one where you do a, a woman's face was almost looks like a black turtleneck top. And just the way that you apply the ink, I was like, okay, I can already tell you right now, it would not look like, if, <laughs> look like that if I applied ink. And it's just, it's like watching poetry. It's so beautiful. And so have you ended up like now that you've, your brother, you know, threw you up there naked, um, <laughs> have clients asked you to do anything for them? Yeah. That has happened a lot lately that people, I mean, everyone needs to fill their social media feeds. Yeah. <laughs> everyone just needs more images, even yeah. if it's not, you know, maybe a big campaign that people want to see behind the scenes and they want to have a little clip of me doing, you know, working on their project. And so that has really helped and uh, uh, to get new kind of clients uh and how um, do you feel now do you feel less naked or does it still feel weird less naked i think Uh, yeah i feel a little bit less naked not like sometimes the client they come into my studio or i have to sit someplace else then Mm. i feel kind of naked you know yes people are watching and they have this big expensive film camera so then that's scary but when i'm just in the studio i don't it feels better and yeah. it's to me it's, it's interesting to watch afterwards because I when I'm painting I don't think about like it's constant problem solving it's like oh god now this happened so now I need to be darker over there and and no this now it started to bleed into her cheeks so and I kind of need to fix that with this and uh I don't while I'm working it's just I'm so focused but yeah. it's interesting afterwards to watch it because I kind of I know what I'm thinking. Right. Yeah. See, I, it's hard to explain, but it's been so great for me as as an artist to start to value my process. Yeah. After like twenty years. Yeah, that's really neat. And so, do you now, like after your brother did that first one, do you just set up your phone, like, or do you have somebody shoot that for you over your shoulder? No, I have a, <laughs> I mean, if you would see it, you would laugh. People ask me all the time, like, how do you do that? And it's like the weird construction of, out of, I, I mean, it's it's tape and uh, <laughs> duct tape and some, I mean, it's, it's a weird, it's not a pretty sight, but it works. <laughs> uh, every once in a while, the iPhone falls down in the paint and... <laughs> So then that's a truly immersive video that yeah. one yeah <laughs> well I currently am sitting under my I'm in my um, podcast studio which mm-hmm. is my easel 
jammed right up against my chair. Like I can't even move. And then I've got two throw pillows on either side of the computer and then a fitted sheet from a bed draped over the whole thing. It's yeah, pretty. Yeah, I mean, whatever works, <laughs> yeah. you know? It's so hilarious. It's like, you know, people ask me, you know, oh, so where do you record? Do you have a studio you go to? And I'm like, kind of. <laughs> if you consider a fitted sheet a studio but studio yeah whatever works well I was just asking that because um I think it'd be cool if everybody takes the time to value their process you know and um you know if you can set up your duct tape and and record yourself or have somebody do it for you just to kind of because I'm kind of curious now what it looks like when I work because mm-hmm. I do no, big it's... brush strokey things but I and again I have to problem solve as it's happening and um, I used to be such a planner that I'd have it all like sketched out or planned in my mind and, and I would do it. And if it didn't work out perfectly, I would toss that one and go again. And now I've been trying to do the ha- embrace the happy accidents, you know, mm-hmm. and you get much more beautiful work. Yeah, I was uh, I stopped doing sketches for clients uh, as they I mean, doing a pencil sketch, if you're going to do a liquid yeah. final doesn't really make sense because then I end up, you know, following something and not allowing the happy accidents. And now I just do like a bunch of final work that I can edit digitally afterwards. And right. the work has become much more fluid and, and less rigid. Uh, and I'm happier and the client is happier. And yeah, it's great. Yeah, that's so good. And so are they... So if you don't show them a sketch, do you just talk it through? Or what yeah, do they, I mean, yeah. Yeah, they have their requirements, like we want this and this and this. And yeah. and then I give them maybe three options for each image and mm-hmm. we take it from there. Yeah, that's so nice. And I mean, that's also the benefit of you've got such a huge portfolio. You've got such a unique style. You've been working for so long that they kind of kind of know what they're going to get but then also mm-hmm. there is that surprise of you know mm-hmm. those happy accidents and how it's, they're mm-hmm. going to get a unique thing you don't really want to yeah. look like everybody else exactly you would hope anyway mm-hmm. um okay so i sent this on the little list of questions that i had for you i don't know if you're allowed to answer this or not so i, I said i don't want to play favorites but have you had a client that you just have loved working for because of either who they are and they're super friendly and easy to work with or because the art you got to do was amazing and you loved it? Is, is there anything that stands out or are we not allowed to play favorites? Mm, I'm thinking. Uh, I, for some reason, there seem to be, seems to be a few uh, Swedish art directors like mm-hmm. spread out in the world at W Magazine and Vogue Britain has one and... Uh, has been uh, at Officiel in in Italy. Mm-hmm. There was a Swedish guy, and that's always nice, you know, when you get to work with fellow Swedes that yeah spread in uh, like in the world. Yeah. Those jobs have always been very pleasant. Uh, I mean, I think I'm I'm so amazed that you get this job that maybe seems tiny or boring and then you talk to the person and they're really lovely and open for I mean sometimes the tiniest or the the job that seems like the stiffest and the most boring yeah and 
ends up being the most creative because they're just really open and excited and whereas maybe then you get some more fashiony job and you think it's going to be like super creative but they are they are already done they're creative they just want me to do more like very, something very precise you know, right right enough. right yeah yeah I can totally see I can totally see that um that's cool so the, the like art directors sprinkled all over the world does mm-hmm. all of your work come through your agency or, or at this point do people just call you and then you have to redirect them to the agency or how does that work I would say maybe 50% comes through Instagram. Yeah. Uh, and then the rest comes from the agents. Yeah. You must be so busy. <laughs> yeah, I'm busy. <laughs> yeah. Because before Instagram and all that stuff, it was like when I was, you know, doing the art director stuff back in the day, the only way you could get to the illustrators was through the agents. Yeah. It's the only way you knew they, they existed, right? Like they would come around and with, like the agents would come around with the big giant books and you'd flip through and see all their people and we'd keep the little file down in the basement. Um, but now it's like you can just click around a little bit. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and that was like, I never, re- I didn't realize, like I was really against both uh, uh, Facebook and Instagram. I didn't want to. I didn't want to do any of that stuff. I just wanted to work. You know, I just wanted to be better at what I was doing. And so I joined everything like five years after everyone else. Mm -hmm. Uh, Because I realized, you know, that people don't go through the agents always anymore. So it took me a little while and I had really kind of spoken badly like I didn't want to do the social media I felt so flaky yeah and now I'm uh I really like it I never thought I would but I I really like this wouldn't have happened otherwise yeah you know? yeah well no I felt exactly the same way and so was it your brother that encouraged you to do it yep yeah uh, my agents that had been begging me for years <laughs> please do it and I was like no I'm not going to do it yeah <laughs> and then your brother well that's the same my husband is a social media strategist Oh, really? Yes. Oh. And so he was even the one that was like in 2009, you know, he's like, you should start a blog. And I was like, I don't want to write about what cereal I had for breakfast. And he's like, oh, my God. No, that's not what I'm talking about. And then, yeah, you know, I had the blog I for a while. And yeah. And then he's like, you should be on Facebook. And I was like, what? And oh. so he would push me into all the and same with the podcast. He, you know, I said, I don't want to do it. I don't want to do it. I don't want to do it. And then for Mother's Day, he bought me the mic. And I was yeah, like. But- does this mean we're doing a podcast? And he was like, yep. And I'm so glad that he gave me those little shoves because yeah, it opens you up to this world of like-minded people and um, customers and friends and other artists and all these things that you just wouldn't have otherwise. Yeah, no, definitely. No, I got my first iPhone like, uh, <laughs> like five months ago or something. Really? Yeah. Cause I didn't want to have one. I yeah. just like said, no, I'm not going to do it. And, and, you know, I thought I was, sh- I wanted to show the kids that you can live a proper, decent life with, you know, one of those old school phones. Yeah. Uh, and then I realized everything just became really tricky. And uh, I was the same. My husband bought me one like three years ago and it never, I never even opened it. Yeah. And then uh, I got my brother's old one. Yeah. Yeah. That's my, mine yeah. was Greg's old one. Um, yeah. I had a, I never wanted even a cell phone because it's like, I didn't want to be that available ever. It's like, leave me a message yeah. at home. I'll get back to you when I get home. But then when my son was born, 
I felt like if I was ever away from him, I felt completely panicked. Like I wanted people to be able to get in touch with me, you know? So I had this old flip phone um, yeah. that I'd had yeah. from my ad days. And so I activated it and I was out with my, oh no, it wasn't even a flip phone. It was like a little brick. And um, yeah, that's I was, what I had for yeah. the longest time. Like, <laughs> I was out with my sister who's younger and cooler than me. And uh, we we're out somewhere and I pulled this brick out to see if there was, you know, if, if anybody had called about Charlie. And my sister goes, oh, my God, put that back in your bag. And I was like, what? And she's like, that is so embarrassing. <laughs> she's like, my home phone is smaller than that. And I was like, what? Like, and then I actually got an, uh, an, a letter from my uh, phone carrier saying that my phone was now so old that their technology didn't work <laughs> on it. And they sent me a free little flip phone because they were like, and I was like, well, that worked out. So then I was just waiting for Apple to send me a free iPhone one day and that never happened. So Greg that finally, no, yeah. so Greg happened. finally gave yeah. me his old one, but I've kind of caught up, you know, I'm doing my best and people think I'm so techy because I am on all these platforms, but really it took some teeth pulling. Now I'm, now I'm hooked, but. And I, I think it's really, to me, it was, I, I don't want to be like, I'm not scared of seeming old, but I don't want to be like, negative against everything new i mean it's so yeah. easy that when you become older it's like no i don't want to do this and this is stupid and this music is <laughs> it's annoying it's, and so for me this was it's it was a it was kind of a lesson to be more open to to new things right uh it was good. Well, and you know, I mean, and some people just need a little nudge from those around them, right? Yeah. Like that's my yeah. thing. It's like, and I now I listen to Greg, and I will adopt new things, but I, I'm a little slower mm -hmm. than most. But that's okay. Yeah. Back in my day. Yeah. We, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, okay, we're not that old. Exactly. Um, okay, so what is what is is there anything big coming up for you that people should know about? Are there um, places where people can see your work or are people going to just call us and tell us about their big white walled galleries that they, you can do a giant uh, yeah, show? I think they should call us about the uh, big white gallery. I think so too. Uh, what's coming up? Uh, like right now, my lips are kind of sealed. I'm working on a, on a big presentation for an Italian fashion house. Ooh, uh, okay, I which, won't pressure you. Uh, which I can't say anything more about just now. And... Uh, what else am I working on? Yeah, well, I'm working with a developer in Arizona. Uh, and maybe I'm going to go there and do some watercolor at the opening, like ah. live art, uh, which would be amazing if that happens. Um, yeah. Would you, would you take your family or would you just go by yourself? It depends on when it would be. Yeah. It's so lovely sometimes to go by myself. It's like <laughs> luxurious. I know. Yeah. I know. Sometimes like I went to Venice last year for two weeks and mm -hmm. I've never been away from Charlie for that long. And I mean, granted, I realize he's 11, but still, um, and I was quite anxious about it. And then I got there and they gave me my own little apartment and I was, you know, I got to like, live in Venice for two weeks and I'm like, I, love I, I know it's amazing it was like this amazing, like dream. yeah, it was like living in a little dream and I love being Charlie's mom, but it was so nice just to be yeah, Danielle. to be a grown-up. Yeah. yeah, and so then this year they've invited me back, and they said, well, we, you know, we can just get you a bigger apartment so that Greg and Charlie can come, and I was like, no, that's okay. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. They can come on other stuff, but I was like, I kind of want to go back to Venice by myself. Anywho, um, okay, are you ready for the not-so-speedy speed round? 
Okay, what is that? Yeah. <laughs> well, when I first started the podcast, I had a speed round where I, supposedly I was going to ask like really fast questions, but then I always want to know more stuff, so it goes. It's never particularly fast. Okay, so, sure. first one. Shoot. Dresses or jeans? Oh, that was, um, I mean, I wear mostly jeans, but I'm really a dress person. Uh, but I live in Sweden. So, I mean, I have one pair, two pair of jeans and maybe 30 dresses. Oh. What would that make me? Oh, that's, that's a jean wearing dress dreamer. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> well, I, think I live in denial. I mean, with so few months that you, we can wear dresses yeah here. well and also you would think you must do you get pretty messy when you're working yeah I get messy yeah I'm messy. yeah I've been buying a whole bunch of dresses lately and uh yeah I never ever wear them and I'm teaching a workshop this coming weekend and you I've got all these dress. pretty dresses and I was oh. like oh I'm gonna wear them but then I'm like but then we're making collages and I'm gonna be I'm gonna wreck my pretty dress so maybe I'll just wear jeans yeah, you see how it goes, right? Yeah. But mm -hmm. uh, in one day, I'm going to be wearing dresses and live someplace warm. Okay. And then I'll be, so let's say jeans. Okay. Yeah. For now. I don't know. Yeah, for, for now. now. Okay. <laughs> um, okay. It's in the making. <laughs> Favorite Swedish dessert? Is there is there something like that's particularly I mean, Swedish? Anything like lingonberry. Oh, do, yeah. Do you have that? Like, well, only like, at Ikea. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so like, you have, we have this tart that is made with uh, like a caramel cream and lingonberry. Mm. Yeah, that, that is good. That, that really sounds love. really good. Um, mm. Okay, what about like a dessert? Like, is that not, that's probably not your favorite. What's your favorite just dessert? Uh, creme caramel. Oh, mm. yeah, that's a good one too. Um, I was just so curious because, you know, the, my only access to, um, Swedish desserts is in fact, Ikea. And I just thought, oh, I Do wonder what they have desserts. Yeah. I have no idea. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Maybe I don't eat the food at Ikea. If I well, can avoid no, it. you yeah. can probably, you should probably avoid it. But, um, when Charlie was little, there was a huge Ikea right by us and they had a great play area. <laughs> and so on yeah. rainy days, we would just go and hang out at Ikea and he loved like the pretend kitchens in the, in the yeah, display. I yeah, I know. Yeah. 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 And, so, and then he loved the meatballs. So we'd always say he was like three and we'd, can we have meatballs at Ikea? I was like, sure. I've got nothing else to do. So <laughs> off we, we go. <laughs> um, okay. What is your favorite color to paint with? Black and different kind of reds mm -hmm. I was gonna guess black I love that's what I loved about those videos just watching you put that black down is so just if someone said yeah I can't use black anymore I would be like ah it would be like cutting off one of my arms or <laughs> yeah. something you just have to mix all of your inks together to make black be like technically exactly. yeah um <laughs> and then uh what was my next thing oh now, this you're going to have to go back in the memory banks. Where did you go on your first date? Not with your husband, but like your first date you ever went on. In Sweden is not, maybe it's changing, but it was not date. Like he Re didn't do dates, you know. It oh. just had kind of, yeah, I don't know, you don't, didn't ask anyone 
like, do you want to go for a date? And I, But I remember my first boyfriend and I, we used to hang out. This sounds really um, gothy, but we weren't. In the, in the cemetery, actually, <laughs> we used to hang out there because it was kind of you know beautiful and a lot of trees and we got to be alone and we were just like walking around there oh yeah that does sound a little gothy with your favorite color yeah. being black but that's okay. yeah but yeah, it wasn't gothy really. <laughs> no it's, i'm sure it was lovely and pretty um okay oh yeah and my final silly question was do you shop at ikea do swedish people go to ikea we shop at IKEA. I try to. I really. I'm not so crazy about putting this like the furniture together. And I we have this kind of Craigslist similar thing. Yeah. So when I buy IKEA, I usually buy it from someone who's already assembled it. You know. <laughs> that and is then I smart. Know that it will last because if someone had it and it's still working, it's going to be one of those IKEA things that will last. That is smart. That yeah. is very smart. Yeah, I cannot put them together. I get to maybe step two on the instructions, and then I just lose interest. And then yeah. there's Allen wrenches and screws, and um, luckily Greg's all about it. But um, I just thought, I you know, right. yeah, I just thought it's so funny because, like, here, IKEA is the biggest Swedish thing we know. And I thought, I wonder if actual Swedish people go there. No, we go there all the time. It's oh, okay. Like, so when are you going to IKEA? Can you uh, pick this up? Yeah, yeah. Okay, okay. Good yeah. to know. Good to know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, yeah. Okay, IKEA. that was that was my last question. Oh, that was quick. I know it's been I an mean, hour. It, was, it feels like we were fast. Yeah. I know. Well, you know now. Okay, so now I've got a picture in my mind of a beautiful gallery with like shiny wood floors <laughs> and huge pieces of yours, and you in a dress, and I will wear a dress. <laughs> And it will it. sell out to people who have walls <laughs> big enough. At like the, it's all I've got it all in my to mind. See the paper, our Buckley paper. That's right. That's what the show will be called. Yeah, Buckley, Buckley paper. paper. <laughs> okay, well it's all out there now, um, and it's it's morning for me. So now I'm in the mood for like some sort of delicious tart for breakfast. Awesome. Oh, lovely. Yeah. Well, thank you so much. Thank I'm you. so it's excited to put the post together because I thought I wrote about you more recently and then I looked and I was like, it has been years and years. So I'm very excited to, um, I'm going to put some of the, grab some of the videos from Instagram and throw them in the post and oh, lovely. yeah. And, um, I really am going to go try and find you a show because I think this is crazy. It's been so nice. Thank you so much. It's now it's getting dark here, so yeah. I'm gonna go bike home. Oh, on my oh, you're bike. Oh, are you at a stu at your studio? Yeah, my my studio. Oh, yeah. nice. Okay, well, bike safely, and uh, good luck with everything coming up. And uh, I will talk to you soon. Yeah, let's keep in touch. We will. Okay, I'll okay. talk to you later. Bye. Bye. Okay, universe, make it happen. That was so much fun. I love it when talented people are also modest and kind, don't you? Thank you so much to Sina for doing this with me. And really, all joking aside, I am going to work my tail off to find a gallery to show her beautiful work. Thank you so much to Sachi Art for supporting yet another episode. And of course, thank you for listening. There will be more art for your ear next weekend. See you then.